jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game, headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Folks. Folks, my next guest tonight is a two-time Tony Award winner and a Broadway legend. She now stars in Company on Broadway, which just earned her yet another Tony nomination. Please welcome to The Late Show, Patty LuPone. Kiddo, good to see you again. And you. It's been a long, long time. Long time. You got me through the pandemic, I have to say, and all oh. sorts of rooms you were in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we migrated. It's a movable <laughs> feast. Okay, I want to talk about something that uh, got a lot of attention. Earlier this month, you yeah. were doing a talk back at the end of Company. Look at, at the these new... wonderful people with their masks on. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> and, yes. These people get it. Yes, right. So, and uh, you, uh, you, you made news. You told an audience member during this talkback to put their mask on um, uh, inside the theater. Because Correctly. They, they weren't wearing it properly. Correctly. right. And really making some trouble with this. Uh, we have a little clip right here, Jim. <laughs> Well, yeah. So, what happened? How did it get to that point? Because you're a lovely person. Sometimes. <laughs> what what led up well, to that well, moment? For instance, you know, we are now used to looking at it, the audience, and yes. you see people with masks on. You know, I see the eyes. Usually, you see the whole face, but I see the eyes. I know what's going on on stage. This was a talkback. There were about a hundred people in the audience. So when you see everybody except for two people this woman and her half-asleep husband, with the mask off, you just immediately see it. Sure. But what led up to it, and it's what nobody covered in the press, was what she did when our COVID safety managers came down to tell her to put it on correctly. She took it off, waved it in the air, and then put it over her eyes. So she was mocking the wow. mandate and mocking the COVID safety managers who get... Abuse every night. Of course. I yeah. get. I mean, we have. They, they go. The ushers go up and down the aisle, um, and we just got an email today. Somebody else is out in our. You know, we're not out of this. We're not yeah. out of it at the Jacobs Theater. Wow. Um, Do you need me to go in? Do you need me to? Oh, go Oh, wouldn't that be great? Do you know how much they would love that? <laughs> now, did you anticipate this? It made such a splash. Now you can buy <laughs> merchandise that has it on it. You can have. Who do you think you are, <laughs> Patty Lapone? 
go-to. Yes, who do you think you yeah, are? Yeah, it just seems to be my go-to. I have to come up with another expression. Mm. I don't know. No, you're, you're back on Broadway with this beautiful revival of Company. And I got this, here we go. Here's the, here's the playbill for it right there. Um, we, people may not know, you and I did this show together with the New York Philharmonic. We certainly did. In 2011. This was, to me, kind of the definitive production right here. <laughs> there we are. Here we are together. That's you right there. And that young guy right there is me. And... and most terrifying thing I've ever done. Well, yeah, it most is. Most terrifying thing I've ever done, yeah. It is terrifying. Yes. You have 10 days to absorb a musical, and then you have t one hour to be on the stage of the New York Philharmonic because the stagehands are so strict, right? right? With how much time you can spend on the stage. You've also, you've also done it in the West End, and now here, here you are doing it again. What... Well, what's different about how you approach the role, or, or, or does it change with each production? It does. It changes with the direction. Okay. And um, Marianne Elliott, who is the brilliant director of this, this concept of, of Bobby being female, um, I'd never worked with her before, and I wanted to work with her. And um, it's just her approach with actors, and, and um, she is a, an actor's director. And this is probably my favorite um, interpretation of Joanne, because she's funny. She gets to laugh, you know, and she's not doer, or is it dour? You're the legend of Broadway, who am I to say? <laughs> now, it, the company, for those who don't know, was written by Stephen Sondheim, and to honor him, there are special playbills uh, of Stephen Sondheim for, you know, for the, yeah. the lovers and the collectors out there. This is the man that I met and knew. And here he is as a very young man. And I'm curious, I lucky enough to interview him a couple times to do that. Shortly before he died, interviewed him right there. And I remember he, that interview. I and thought... it was deeply, um, though I didn't do much of his work, deeply influential to me. You did six Sondheim musicals, and I'm curious, what was it like to work with him? What did you learn from him? Well, I recreated. I didn't create a role. I okay. recreated. And... Um, it's always intimidating when, when someone that you deeply respect and are deeply intimidated by shows up in the rehearsal room because mm -hmm. you just want, or I just want, approval. I want, mm -hmm. I want a validation of my interpretation. And he was a taskmaster. He was, um, his notes were at times extremely harsh, but when they weren't harsh and they were um, uh, approving, uh -huh. it was, I could cry now. <laughs> it was sort of... It's, you know, when he died, my first thought was, who will make me better? Mm -hmm. And no one. I mean, no one. Mm -hmm. get, no, um, inf he had such... David Mamet and Stephen Sondheim are my strongest influences in my profession in theater. Uh, and uh, I don't think there'll ever be someone as complex as Stephen to influence... Um, the interpreters of his work and musical theater. Coming up, Nathan Lane. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. 
From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. Hey there, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. to say again thanks for joining us my first guest tonight is a three-time tony award winner who returns to broadway this month in gary a sequel to titus andronicus please welcome back to the late show nathan lane Thank you very much. Oh, baby. Uh, thank you for being here. Hi, ho, Steve Arino. <laughs> Hi. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank I'm you. old enough to know. It's so, it's so nice to be back, especially with the Queer Eye cast. I, I think we're shooting, we're shooting for a very specific demographic tonight. It's, it's, sure. it's, like, it's like Gay Day at Disneyland. Gay I'm looking forward to it. I think, I, when, I think I'm goofy. <laughs> <laughs> when riding the Matterhorn takes on a whole new meaning. <laughs> hey! <laughs> That's my time. Thank you. Chicken. Thank you. Thank you very much. How have you been? You've been, you're what? such a busy man. Thank you for being here, first of no, all. No, thank you. I'm so what? honored to be asked back. It's a, but it's a I'd like to, pleasure, to yeah. uh, get something out of the way. It's a little embarrassing. I don't know if you've heard, but I was arrested as part of that college admissions scandal. I did not know this. Yes, I, I tried uh, making some bribes to get my French bulldog into an elite obedience school. Mm -hmm. Caesar Milan University, you know it? Oh. CMU, yeah. very sure. elite. Sure, very. Absolutely. They teach them how to sit, stay, tie an ascot, mix daiquiris. Nice. Backgammon. They teach dogs backgammon. It was irresistible. Really? Please understand, she's adorable. She's just not very bright. She could barely pass a BuzzFeed quiz. And... <laughs> Not only did I spend all this money, but I even got Neil deGrasse Tyson's dog to take the SATs for her. <laughs> so I hope America has a big enough heart to forgive and forget. We will find, I'm sure they will. You're but you know what? You're a it's, national treasure. Thank you, and so are you. And this Aww. tie, you like the... You... Want to touch it? Want to touch I it? do. I do um, <laughs> it has, not only is it beautiful, <laughs> but it has the feeling of Christmas wrapping paper. <laughs> No, you're like the best-dressed Walmart greeter ever. Sure, I'm almost old enough. Um, I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, I interrupted no, you. You no, no, no. It's your show. How things are show. so rough for you right well, now. Well, yeah, but uh, the, the thing is, it's spring, which is my favorite time of year. That's sure. when I know it's time to clean out the panic room and put up the preserves. But more importantly, it's time for the return of Game of Thrones, ladies and gentlemen. Soon, very soon. Very. Two weeks or three That's weeks, right. something like Game that. Game yeah. of Thrones. It's yes. amazing how they can shoot six episodes in just under three years. <laughs> I know where. Do and they it's find uh, the let's face it, it's the this. only show that can make incest seem trendy. <laughs> it's so fantastic. It's got everything: nudity, violence, dragons, people dressed in either robes, leather, or metal. Everybody's drinking wine like it's going out of style. It's like every party I went to in the seventies. 
Well, glad I took a big breath before that one. That is, they're not the only ones who can uh, who can make craziness uh, and debauched behavior uh, trendy. So could Shakespeare. Oh yes. Shakespeare wrote some absolutely uh, bloody. Horrific plays, Coriolanus and uh, and you know Titus Andronicus. Yes, and 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 of course now Gary. Oh yes, are on Broadway. Okay, Gary, Gary. <laughs> a sequel to Titus Andronicus. Yes, written okay. by. This is written by a comedy written by the the brilliant Taylor Mac. You've had him on. Friend of the show, show. yes, a Taylor yes, Mac. Yes, when he's not performer. in balloons and feathers and high heels, he's uh, singing about the history of popular music. He's a, he's an extraordinary writer, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know how familiar you are with Titus Andronicus. It's um, uh, I'm guessing not much, <laughs> uh, but it was Shakespeare's first tragedy. And, and, and it's famous for being over-the-top, bloody, gory, violent. And, um, in fact, a kind of seemingly a, a parody, almost, of the Jacobean revenge tragedies. Mm-hmm. So, um, you now go to geography. <laughs> uh, so... so... <laughs> <laughs> there, there will be a test after tonight's interview. But Taylor seems to feel we're living through a revenge comedy right now. Okay, sure. And, and so he, the premise is he's taken these three minor characters from Titus, the, the clown, the maid, and the midwife, and he's named them Gary, Janice, and Carol. <laughs> and they're starring in this so-called sequel. And Gary and Janice are, are assigned the job of doing the uh, cleaning up the aftermath of the... T- there I am, the Titus Andronicus. This is Gary with the cleanup, with the corpses, I oh, think. Oh, yes, yes. So we're... She and I are in a room filled with hundreds and hundreds of dead bodies. And so the, so the, the question Taylor is posing is, um, why do we always have to clean up the messes that the people in power make? And by cleaning them up, are we perhaps enabling them and enabling history to repeat itself? And the bigger question is, as, uh, what is the role of the artist in all this? Can we take all of the bad and turn it into something good, or in this case, in Gary, can we take the tragedy and turn it into comedy? And I thought, well, this is what you do on a nightly basis. (laughs) (laughs) Try. You. I'm no Gary. You. I'm no Gary. No, no, no. Because you're taking what you call the delicious idiocy of the current administration and turning it into great comedy as well as providing, uh, I think, a public service, especially for those people who may only get their news from one particular source. Mm -hmm. So I I applaud you on the job you're doing. Well, thank you. Very nice. I I applaud you. Very nice of you to say thank you. What a lovely compliment from a lovely man. Uh, I, I, I want to compliment you, you for something that was in itself a compliment to you. Since the last time you and I spoke, you won uh, yet another Tony, this time for your portrayal as Roy Cohn in, in the remounting of, of Angels in America. Yes. So, I mean, a Tony, that's a great review, in a way. That's like the best review you can get on Broadway. It's a very nice review. Very nice review. What are some of the... Of the craziest or the, the, the best or worst reviews you have gotten because you, you've been on the stage for, for meow meow years. <laughs> you know, meow meow. Meow meow? Meow meow. <laughs> I was, I was going to say you've been what? on the stage for 40 years. I'm like, he's not going to want me to say 40 meow, years. Meow meow. Meow meow. What's, you know, meow like, meow. Suddenly you turned into Catwoman for a minute. Exactly. Huh? You know, um, what year were you born? No. I was born in 19. No, meow, I know. meow. Yeah, you know. yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, meow, I, meow. I, Believe me, I know. Yeah. It's pretty much the, the cover of a, AARP with Betty White soon. Yes. Just jogging. 
Um, no, uh, uh, the worst review, I'll tell you, t my friend, the great playwright Terrence McNally, got the worst review I have ever heard for his Broadway debut with a very sort of experimental play called And Things That Go Bump in the Night. Mm -hmm. And the reviewer said, it would have been better if Mr. McNally's parents had smothered him in his crib <laughs> than writing this play. Wow. That's right. That's what he said. That's a kind of a... That's kind of good to get one that bad. Because <laughs> it was powerful. Meow, Whatever. meow. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. <laughs> no. No. Yes. Now, the mm -hmm. one I got for my Broadway debut was... Uh, uh, this guy, Brendan Gill of The New Yorker, said... I did a uh, revival of Present Laughter, an old coward play with George C. Scott. That in oh. itself was hilarious. Wow. And um, he said, although he garners much laughter and applause, Nathan Lane is a rank amateur who should never be allowed on the stage. <laughs> and, then, and then I met him at an American Theater Wing seminar, and he told me he was a big fan. <laughs> Lovely to see you. Nice to see you. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Hey, everyone. It's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate, though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media... Exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts.